So what is the gastric sleeve and is it right for you? Hmm. Well, we're going to find out as we chat with Dr. Basil Yersigian. He is a bariatric and general surgeon and a partner at Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center. This is it. Winning Through Losing, a weight loss surgery podcast from Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center. Dr. Yersigian, let's jump right into this. So what is the gastric sleeve? Can you explain that to us? Well, essentially, it is the, um, we take a stomach and we take a portion of the stomach away uh, surgically and we leave you with a sleeve of stomach left over. Uh, so we start, a normal human stomach is approximately 32 ounces and we take that stomach down to about a 10 ounce stomach um, that's the shape of a sleeve and that's what it is. We take a portion of the stomach away and then we leave a sleeve-shaped stomach remaining. So what you do then is you create, uh, you take a portion of the stomach away, as you said, do you take that out then? Is that how that works? Yeah, it's surgically removed. Uh, we do the operations traditionally laparoscopically, which means with small or keyhole type incisions. And uh, we are able to remove the portion of the stomach that we've taken off the stomach uh, out of the abdomen through one of the larger of those incisions. That's amazing. So how does that work then? With a smaller stomach, the person feels full faster so they don't eat as much? Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the mechanisms by which we believe the sleeve works. There's still some research being done in this field, but uh, a couple of the most accepted mechanisms are, are one, exactly what you just outlined. Uh, stomach is smaller, so you can't eat as much, so you get full quicker, so you don't eat as much. Uh, the second, or one of the other kind of leading ideas, is that um, there's a hormone that's created in the portion of the stomach that we have removed that's called ghrelin. Um, that's G-H-R-E-L-I-N. And uh, it is, um, it's considered kind of like the Big Mac attack hormone. It's the hormone that drives your hunger. So you don't think about food as often between meals. And when you do eat, you uh, can't eat as much, so you're physically stopped from eating because of a smaller stomach. Um, there's also some other suggestions uh, with other hormones, um, GLP-1 and things like that, but it's a little bit more technical. Uh, but the first two items that I mentioned are the most common believed uh, reasons for the weight loss after a sleeve gastrectomy. So we want the Big Mac attack hormone out. Got to get that thing out of there. Yeah, that's exactly right. It helps to <laughs> slow the, the hunger drive, if you will. So as I'm thinking about this, the gastric sleeve is less invasive than the gastric bypass, right? So basically this just involves uh, making a smaller stomach. Is that correct? You're really not touching the intestines? Correct. I, I'd be very careful about saying it's less invasive than one of the other operations. I mean, you still undergo a general anesthesia. There's still laparoscopic incisions that are made in the abdomen. It's still an, usually a, a, a admission to a hospital. Um, so less invasive is pretty much a misnomer. They're all pretty minimally invasive. Um, but you are right. We only operate on the stomach when we do a sleeve, whereas when we do a gastric bypass or the duodenal switch, which is another operation, uh, we will operate on both the stomach and the intestines during that operation. Okay, so let's go a little farther on that. So then what are the advantages and disadvantages of the sleeve? So uh, the advantages are, as you mentioned, it's, it's perceived as being a bit simpler and uh, and basically you uh, you only operate on the stomach as the target organ versus the stomach and the intestines. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, a little bit less chance of having vitamin and mineral deficiencies afterwards as you may have a risk with the gastric bypass or the duodenal switch. 
Um, you don't have an increased risk of ulceration, which is something that's true of the gastric bypass. Uh, you do not have a, uh, as much of a risk of um, having uh, things called uh, dumping syndrome, where uh, you may feel miserable if you eat carbohydrates after a gastric bypass or sometimes after a duodenal switch. So that's not as prevalent after a gastric sleeve. Um, as well as we don't get something called internal herniation, which is a problem that can happen after a gastric bypass. So we kind of obviate a lot of those issues that can come up after some of the other bariatric surgeries. As far as drawbacks, um, one of the biggest uh, potential side effects or complications or morbidities of a sleeve would be heartburn or GERD. Um, sometimes people who don't have it can get it because of the sleeve, or uh, if you have it, it can be made worse. Another uh, potential drawback or something that may be viewed as a drawback by some people is it's a truly permanent operation. I can't give you back that portion of the stomach that I've removed. It's uh, not like we keep it in a cryo chamber somewhere to have it, you know, saved for you at a later date. So it is a truly permanent operation. We can't give that part of the stomach back. I had an Aunt Gerd one time. Not that that is apropos <laughs> to anything, but when you mention Gerd. Hey, Aunt Gerd, how are you? Hey, hey, hey there, Gertie. Exactly, <laughs> so who's a I good, get it, I get it. Who, who's a good candidate then for gastric sleeve? Um, most patients who are of, uh, that would qualify for bariatrics would be a candidate to at least consider a sleeve. Um, and, it, and, and it can vary from person to person based on the amount of comorbidities they have. Comorbidities are medical problems that are due to the fact that you're overweight. Um, some of the main ones would be things like diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, sleep apnea. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, but the more medical problems you have, the more weight you have to lose, in other words, the heavier you are, uh, the more likely a more aggressive operation like a gastric bypass or the duodenal switch may be better suited for you. That doesn't mean that a gastric sleeve would fail you or fail a person that's considering those things. It just may not be a member of the uh, armamentarium to, uh, to try to approach uh, the, the managing of that person's obesity as well as their comorbidities. So if we put these operations on a scale, the sleeve would be kind of at the lower end of the scale, the bypass somewhere in the middle, and the duodenal switch at the top as far as how much weight we can lose and how many medical problems we can get rid of. Um, so and usually one of the tipping point arguments for me is if a patient has diabetes, it starts to push me towards thinking maybe we should be a little more uh, aggressive and consider a bypass or a duodenal switch. A sleeve is very good at getting rid of diabetes. It's just not as good as the others. That is great information, Dr. Your decision. So you sit down with each of your patients then, and you kind of go through the, here's what we can do, here's options, etc. And then together, or, you know, the patient really, obviously, it's their choice, but kind of come together on probably what is right for that patient. Yeah, I like to look at the, each patient as Cinderella, you know, and I've got a glass slipper in my bag here, and I, I want to try to find the one that fits that person right. Uh, one of the most common questions that we get directed towards us is, what's the best surgery, or what's the, what's, what's, which, one is, which one works the best, and things like that. And, and it really depends on the individual and, uh, and the medical problems and the weight that they're trying to get rid of, and, and there's other things that we got to take into account. Sometimes there are patients who want to eventually uh, have a transplant and want to be able to get on the transplant list, and so sometimes that changes the operations that we may or may not do for that patient. Um, sometimes they have had previous surgeries or previous medical problems that will stop us from being able to do one of the operations or the other. So it really depends on the individual uh, to try to determine which is the kind of the best operation for them and which is the glass slipper we should put on their foot rather than just saying, 
everybody should get a sleeve or everybody should get a bypass or everybody should get a duodenal switch or something. Right. So someone, let's say someone has decided on the gastric sleeve. Can you talk to us about what someone should expect during surgery and recovery? Well, during surgery, they should expect to be asleep and not be aware of anything. So that's what they should expect during surgery. <laughs> um, uh, the operation usually takes about an hour, um, and it's usually about one night overnight in the hospital. Uh, usually when they wake up, they're a bit nauseous and a bit sore. That usually gets under control within the first 24 to 48 hours. Uh, usually go home the next day. Um, probably back to work or back to regular activity within two weeks or so. And then they're really the biggest part is relearning their new stomach. Uh, it probably takes a month to a month and a half to really kind of get back to eating in a normal fashion or what they would consider to be a normal fashion. You start with clear liquids in the beginning and then you slowly transition to kind of pureed foods and, and shakes, uh, protein shakes, and then you transition to soft things. Um, and the last thing we would uh, introduce to the person's diet, if we introduce them at all, would be things like pasta, bread, rice, red meat, uncooked or raw vegetables. All those things can be more difficult after the sleeve because the sleeve has physically narrowed the stomach, made it smaller. Um, and so processing those items can sometimes be a little bit more difficult in the beginning. Okay. And then recovery long term. What can someone expect, and what about follow-up care from Garden State Bariatrics? So as far as, like I said, recovery, usually after about a month and a half to, to three months, somewhere in that ballpark, you're feeling uh, you know, pretty normal, and you've uh, started to recalibrate you know, your eating habits, recalibrate your life, and, and actually you're pretty recovered from the standpoint of the surgery. Um, as far as follow-up is concerned, however, uh, we see the patients um, for the rest of their lives, really, but in the beginning, it's, it's uh, you know, more often they come to the office over the course of the first year, and then they start to come a little less often in the second year, and then after that we see them yearly to make sure we're following the vitamin and mineral levels, uh, making sure that there's no new issues that kind of crop up along the way. Um, so we're kind of a buddy for life, if you will. We gotta, you know, we gotta keep and keep track of our patients. Um, and if a patient of ours moves away and you know, they want to move to Paris, France, or uh, you know wherever, uh, we can find them a bariatric surgeon wherever they're going to help them be managed uh, where they're going. You know where, where they find where they end up. Well, that's great follow-up, and that care after the surgery is really important. So, generally, Doctor, your decision, what kind of results can someone expect with the gastric sleeve? Well, in general, we can lose about 65 to 70 percent of the weight that we are overweight, what we call excess body weight. So, if you take your actual body weight and you subtract from that your ideal body weight, then you then you'll get your excess body weight. And of that number, you can expect to lose about 65 to 70% of that weight in about two years. Most of that weight, however, comes off in the front, front end of that weight loss curve, and that happens usually within the first six to nine months. So you may lose as much as 60% of what you're going to lose in the early time, and then it starts to taper, but it continues over the course of the next year. And then it really matters on how you've changed your habits. And, you know, if you've listened to people along the way about what you're supposed to do, you know, following the diet regimen, following the exercise regimen, because um, that's at the other end of that is where people could potentially see weight recidivism or weight regain um, if they're not you know, truly changing their habits. Uh, surgery is merely a tool. The hard part is changing habits that got you to whatever position you are now 
uh, over the course of your lifetime. And that's really the most difficult thing a human can do is try to change a, an ingrained habit. And so what we're doing is giving you a tool to make it easier to change that habit and make it easier to be successful when you change that habit so you're not suffering all these setbacks along the way where you're like, well, I was in the gym every day this month, every day this week, and I lost two pounds. Uh, and I didn't really see a lot, and I, I got frustrated, so I started, you know, I regressed for whatever reason. Um, uh, we see more robust uh, results when we when we apply ourselves, even in a minimal fashion, and we apply ourselves maximally, we see a very nice uh, return on our, on our investment. So um, it's really a matter of changing those habits over that time in order to be successful long term. So lifestyle changes afterwards really are the key. As you said, the surgery can only do so much. It's really important, those lifestyle changes afterwards. Dr. Yersigian. Absolutely. Always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. For more information on the gastric sleeve, please visit gsbwc.com. That's gsbwc.com. This is Winning Through Losing, a weight loss surgery podcast with Garden State Bariatrics. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.